What's good everybody, this is Silas from SilasBeats.com Today I wanted to speak on a topic um, I've been thinking about it for like the last 30-40 minutes So I think I'm pretty much ready to do a podcast on it um, It's got to do with messages and messaging um, Not messaging in your typical sense But like, you know, messages that go out to people You know... <laughs> In our creativity, we're trying to tell a story, right? You make a sad beat, you're trying to convey a sad emotion. That's your message. When you rap, you know, you're trying to convey some kind of an emotion in your music. That's how this music thing works, right? Now, what I've realized is that sometimes we get our messaging mixed up. Either we don't read the people who are going to be consuming the message, therefore... Um, we send out the wrong message, therefore we get confused and we get either no reception or we get weird reception from people. Um, and this can be in the form of you overcomplicating your lyrics. Uh, this can be in the form of you making a beat but putting too many sounds in it and nobody wants to mess with the beat. Or you, um, you think you're making a sad beat but you're not actually making a sad beat. Someone actually comes along and writes a pretty cool, happy song to it. Uh, you know, your, your message wasn't picked up the way that you thought it was going to be picked up. This isn't always a bad thing. It's not always, it's not always terrible. But if you can avoid it, it's, it's a lot better. Now, um, I was just thinking about Sam and Marisa Capasso. I was on their website uh, this morning as well as last night. And I was trying to get some information because someone asked me a question. I was like... But I'm sure this is on the website. So I went. I was like, if I can find it, then surely they'll find it as well. So I went. I was perusing around. I had a look. And I was like, this place is not, user, it's not user-friendly for the typical artist. They clearly don't know who the people that they're trying to get, a, they're trying to get their message across to are. They don't know who those people are. Um, you have pages where they'll say something along the lines of... Um, our, our yearly mandate is to ensure that our um, music creators are duly compensated for their, uh, or remunerated for works used by our music users or broadcasters. Like, I read that and I'm like, it may, that makes perfect sense to me. It makes perfect sense to me. But the way it's been put, it's clearly not for artists. I'm not saying artists are of a lower IQ or, you know, or they're stupid or anything. Um, it's just that wording, it just sounds, it's corporate. You're, speak, you're clearly speaking to corporate bodies with that. You, they need to simplify it because you've got people who are creators and creators don't spend time in the corporate world. Therefore, when you throw out words like mandate and uh, compensate, well, compensate is not too bad, remuneration, you know, it just, it throws people off. And I look through it and I'm like, I can, I can um, uh, almost demystify that and say exactly what I just said now. The example I'd give would be, well, a correction to the example would be, um, each year we endeavor, oh, me, me, yeah, it's fine. Each year we endeavor to make sure that our artists and producers, or you can say music creators, um, are paid by the people who make use of the music. 
right? It's a, I know it's a, it's not a great example, but I've taken it and I've said that artists need to be paid, and they need to be uh, compensated, and the people who need to pay are the people who are using the music. Very simple, very simply put. But again, lines get crossed. Now people read through that and they're like, you know, what? I don't know what this means. I'm, I'm not sure. It's confusing. I don't get it. I'm not interested. This is it's jargon. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying this. I'm out. And then people wonder why people don't want to sign up to these companies because everything is just jargon. And we're not even talking, before we even get to contracts, for, let's forget contracts for a second because that's legal talk. That's legal jargon. We're talking now just straight up unnecessary use of the English language. Now, I picked this up very quickly when I was writing my blog. The blogs that got the most attention were the ones that were very simply put, very, very easy to understand concepts. And people were able to just consume that information easily. Good to go. It's when I got complex and I started talking about weird things that people were like, nah, and then they'd start asking more questions or they just wouldn't react to it at all. Same thing with my beats, um, the messages that I was conveying in my beats. I was making very, very, very symphonic beats. Symphonic in that I used orchestral elements only. I'd have violins and then drums. Violin, it would, I would basically try and put hip-hop drums to an orchestra, which sounds cool now, but there's a way to do it. And the way I was conveying that message across was um, not right, right? Thinking back now, I was like, I understand what I was trying to do. I just didn't go about it the correct way, right? Therefore, my messages were crossed. People didn't come and grab those beats. I wouldn't even want to play those beats for anybody right now. Um, without putting in a lot of work to correct them, or what I think is correct. So, that happens also in a form of lyrics. So I'm thinking about some of the rappers that I know who can rap. They can rap really well. But then, what you'll see them doing is you'll see them dumbing down their lyrics. They'll dumb down what it is that they're saying so that they get mass appeal. And that's, that's just how it is. I cannot, if I want people to be interested in physiotherapy, I'm not going to start talking to them about the different muscles and the different movements and using words that don't mean anything to anybody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to make it simple with my patients. I'm thinking about each patient that I see. I have to simplify everything that I'm saying. I can't walk into a room and talk about cerebrovascular accidents and how they affect the, um, how, uh, how patients are left with hemi hemiparesis after a cerebrovascular accident. I've said nothing to anybody, but if I walk into the same room and I say, your mother has had a stroke and it's affected the left side of the body. I've said the exact same thing, but I've just simplified what it is that I'm saying to get more people to understand it. There's nothing wrong with doing that in the music world. Unfortunately, some people see that as dumbing it down and therefore you dilute the content. No, it's just better understood and you get mass appeal. There's nothing wrong with that, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah, uh, messages. Um, I think if we can spend a lot more time trying to work on our message, work on our messaging and work on the way we put things across, we'll get so much more um, attention to our work. Uh, I'm even thinking now, I don't know how I can get a hold of these people, but just speaking to people in Capasso and saying, the people that you're speaking to don't understand anything that you're saying to them on their, on their uh, website, doesn't make sense. Um, when they explain things at these talks, I've heard people go deep and I'm like, yo, yo, I'm struggling to keep up. And I actually kind of know what's going on. 
what the hell is the next person next to me um, saying? Um, and it hit home because about 30 minutes ago, well, probably about 40, 50 minutes now, I got a message saying, dude, your information is easy to understand. It's a lot less complicated than the stuff that I see online. I was like, ah, that's where it is. That's why there's appeal in me literally taking information from their website, simplifying it, and then kind of just regurgitating it in a much more simplified format. It's easy. Easy for me to do. I, I don't mind doing it. But yeah, I think it, people would also understand you and your work, your lyrics, your, uh, your beats. You know, don't overcomplicate your beats. Um, yeah, but at the same time, don't on the on the on the other on the other side, don't underdo your work. So there's a difference. I always say when I'm doing my beat critiques, I always say that there's a difference between making a basic beat and making a simple beat. Simple beats are cool. I've heard so many simple beats. I'm like, wow, that's so simple, but it's so nice. Basic just sounds like a kid made it, like a four-year-old came through and just clicked around and boom, they had a beat. So it shouldn't be a case of pulling it back all the way where it starts to sound like a kid made the music. It needs to be something. It needs to be something that's um, um, still, you know, it's got substance to it. Yeah. So that's that's the story on that. Um, I think I don't know if I did it in the last podcast or even if I did it at all. Um, the other thing that I was I've been busy with. I'm just moving along now into something else. Um, the thing I've been busy with is this DMX prayer remix. Uh, yeah. So I just sent through what I thought were finals. Um, I sent them through yesterday. And then I got a message saying, dude, can you please change this thing? And I was like, oh my gosh, this song, this song is supposed to be done already. Um, and it's just a case of getting feedback in. Uh, late feedback on the track and I have this weird feeling that tomorrow I'm going to get another touch up hey man can you please change this that and the other it's going to tick me off but hey what can I do the song is not done until the song is done and the song is not done so yeah um, what was I going to say yeah just some tips I think when you're doing big collabs if you can avoid it avoid it altogether if you're doing these big remixes where you've got like five people on the song and people are sending parts in from all over the place you're going to end up with very very different sounding microphones very very different mixing very very different just everything it's gonna you end up spending a lot of time trying to make things sound good uh what i found is that on two of the verses things sounded very nice very clear very crisp whereas on the other three things didn't sound good at all um, well, not at all. They just sounded, it sound doesn't didn't sound as refined. So what I had to do is I had to do a a, a, a mash and blend of qualities. So I took the other two, and I kind of deadened some of the brightness. The two good ones, I deadened some of the brightness, so it didn't come out too much. And then with the other three, what I had to do is just work really work on making them sound good, so that I could find a middle ground where everybody sounded like they recorded in the same, at least in the same studio um, yeah so that was one of the biggest issues I had the other issue is if you're gonna do like I said like if you're gonna do these things make sure that they are um, that you get everybody in the same studio because then you're able to control the quality one um, and two you have all the separates get to you at the same time um, if you are the one who's gonna be handling splits handle that ASAP as soon as you can because 
you've got five people on the track, there's a lot of work that goes into it. You don't want to have to chuck someone off the song purely because they just got upset with the percentage that they were going to get on the song. If there's five people and a producer on the track, you make your, you, you sort it out quickly. You take, in my, in my thought process, I would take a hundred and divide it by six and be done with it at that point. Um, or even if you want to just try and um, simplify it, then the person, the principal artist can take a little bit more just so that it becomes a number that is actually divisible by six. Uh, yeah. So, um, anything else I can think of? Uh, I got a bunch of people to listen to the track. It's sounding fairly balanced. I'm pretty much happy with everything. I know in two weeks' time I'm going to listen back and think to myself, why the hell did I do that like that? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope that doesn't happen, but it might. Um, yeah, other than that, I think this is going to be the biggest track that I have worked on uh, since I started making music. So I'm pretty excited to see what it does. You know what? I've got this thing in my mind that I don't think the song's going to do much for me personally. It will be a very, very good song. But I'll only catch... Um, a little bit of that momentum from the track a little bit later on. This is one of the reasons is my tag is not on the beat. Uh, my name is not on the artwork. I'm literally, I'm doing my own producer kind of promo that when the track drops, I'm going to do breakdown upon breakdown upon breakdown. One will be a verbal breakdown, two will be in front of the PC. I'm just gonna try and get as much out as possible so that people know that the track was made by me and that's gonna be me advertising it because I know in the tweet, I can already see the tweet already. Uh, DMX Prayer Remix now out featuring list of all the artists who are on the song, and that's it. Now you've run out of characters. Um, I don't think they'll add my name, but hey, uh, that's fine. Also, I get to add all these names to my my repertoire, which is amazing. I'm happy for that. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Other than that, that's pretty much pretty much me for the moment. So yeah, if you have any questions, you can hit me up. Uh, if you need anything simplified, hit me up. I might be able to help you out. Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on silasbeats at gmail.com. You can visit my website, which is www.silasbeats.com. You can find my number there, and we can get uh, we can get to chatting. Yeah, peace.